Hey guys, what's up? It's Faith from faithmariah.com. Welcome back to another episode of my Blogging Breakthroughs podcast. This episode was originally a Q&A that I recorded in my Blogging Breakthroughs Facebook group. I hope you enjoy it. If you have questions for me, please come join the Facebook group. I would love to have you in there. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help answer any questions that you have. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hey, hi guys. I'm going to try and pull up these questions really quickly. Okay. Sorry, I'm like sweating. I just got back from walking the dog. <laughs> like every time I come on here, I like apologize to you guys for how I look, but you know, <laughs> it's Saturday. We don't have time for makeup. We don't have time for getting dressed. I barely ever do makeup now that I work from home. I feel like this is pretty much what I always look like. I have on workout clothes and no makeup all the time. You know what? But that's part of the joy of being self-employed. And it's so funny. Like, I remember when I worked at UF before I became a blogger or whatever, I had this like really fancy administrative job at the College of Medicine. And I would have to get up every day and like dress up in like, you know, my like young professional like disguise. And I couldn't wear my hair like up because I have the sides of my head are shaved. And I had to like do my makeup every day and then like go and like sit in work traffic. And it's so funny because that really motivated me to start my blog because I remember like thinking about the things I would think about all the time to try to get through that beginning part that was really hard. I would think about all the time about um, being able to make my own schedule, make my own hours, dress however I wanted, not have to dress up, not have to put on makeup. And it's just, I don't know, it's just funny to think about now, but now I'm like, I don't know. I look like this almost all the time. <laughs> I wear like workout clothes more than anything else. Okay, let's see. Erica. Okay, Erica is hung up on her name. I forget what you said your blog was. A farm lifestyle blog. Okay. Okay. Erica, let's talk about this girl. The first thing I want to say to you guys about naming your stuff is it's kind of the same about your content that I've been talking about. It's like no one cares about this stuff the way you care about it, right? We get this idea in our head where we're like, my name has to be perfect. My blog has to be perfect. My articles have to be perfect. You know, my content has to be whatever. But no one is looking at your content and your name at your stuff the way you are. So just keep that in perspective. And then the other thing is like, you can change your name, right? People get in this like, state where they're like, I have to have the perfect idea and the perfect name and have it all figured out. But the the reality is like, you might blog about farm and lifestyle for a year and then decide like, actually, that's not really what I want to do. I'm going to pivot my content or change my business. And you can rename your stuff. So people get in this state where it's like, I have to have it perfect. I have to know all the things. But the reality is people change their website. You guys, people change their brands. People change their content. Like you're not married to this. And that's like the beautiful thing about having an online business, right? Is it's so much easier to pivot. You don't own a building. You're not buying property. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're buying a domain, which I mean, what does that cost? I don't even know what that costs. Like a few hundred dollars, like with hosting. And you know what I mean? It's like, you're not buying hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment. You're not buying, you know, a, a restaurant space, a building to have your business in. You're literally buying a domain. And so if you want to change it, you can change it. And honestly, if you decide you want to like change your domain later on, you can just pay someone else to do it. And I don't even think it would cost that much money. So it's like, yeah, I'm sure it's annoying to change your domain, but it's not like a big deal. People do it all the time, right? I've seen like very successful bloggers 
change their domain. Danielle Laporte, who's like a big time kind of spiritual woo-woo blogger I follow, she used to have blog under White Hot Truth. Or was it White Hot Truth? It was something like that. And now she's DanielleLaporte.com, right? And she has like millions of followers. So it's like, if she can change her domain, you can change your domain. So don't get stuck in this like idea of like, I have to have it perfect. I have to have the perfect thing. And my name too is like, my name Radical Transformation Project wasn't even the name that I decided on. I spent all this time thinking of names. And when I went to go buy my domain, they were all taken. And But I was just like so sick of it at that point because I'd spent weeks like waiting to buy my thing. And so I was like, I got to just pick something. And I had done the summer before, I had done a bike tour with my best friend where we rode our bikes. We rode our bikes from like Florida to Seattle, our bicycles. <laughs> but we called it the Radical Transformation Tour. It was like our bike tour. And so we had a, a website. It was RadicalTransformationTour.com. And so when I was starting the blog, I literally just bought Radical Transformation Project because I already had this other website. And it was just like, it didn't really have to do anything with anything. It was just what was available and what I bought. But I was like realizing I was at the point where I just had to pick something. And this is the other thing about like being a business owner is it, it's going to serve you well in business to make decisions fast. People that are successful in business are able to make decisions quickly and you'll get better at it, you know, as you, as you move forward and you'll get more confident and stuff. But in the beginning, it's like, you know, look at your options, like think about it and then make a choice. Like at some point, it's like, you just have to pick something. And the truth is like, you're not always going to know the perfect thing to do. Right. <laughs> like I have to make decisions all the time. And I'm like, is this the perfect like thing to do? I don't know. I have to just like make a decision, move forward and find out. Right. And then readjust, but I can't be stagnant. We can't get stuck in this, like, indecision place of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know the perfect name and then do nothing because that is slowing you down, right? This whole thing. And what I talk to you guys about all the time is like building momentum. You have to be building momentum and moving forward in your business. And you do that by making decisions and making decisions quickly. The other thing I'm going to say about like names, and I, I wrote to you a little bit about this and this is like pretty woo, but honestly, it's like not even because you guys ever think about have you ever tried to think of something and you know the answer, but you can't think of it, right? And you're like, what is that thing called? Like, what is the name of that street? And you know, it's in your brain. Like, you know the answer and you can't think of it, right? And the more you try to think of it, the harder it is to think of, right? Like if you're trying to remember someone's name or you're trying to remember a date and you're like, what is that thing? What is that thing? What was it? What was it? And you're thinking, you're thinking, you're trying to call it up and it's just not coming to you, right? It's just like, it's just gone. Like, it's just not accessible <laughs> in your mind. And then like an hour later, you're not thinking about it at all. You're just walking around your house and you're like, boom, there it is. Right. And sometimes we do that with ideas. When you try and like stranglehold ideas, when you're like, what should I call my blog? What should I call my blog? What is the name? What is the name? What is the name? When you're trying to think of it, it's like something in your brain, you're like blocking it. Does that make sense? So it can't come to you. And so this whole like energetic practice I have about surrender, I think works really well for that because you're delegating it to the universe or your, I don't, I really don't care like what your guys' spiritual beliefs are, like delegate it to whoever you want, like, or just ask your higher self or whatever, but you know, delegate it and say, I know, you know, I know the perfect name is coming to me at the perfect time. I know and trust that the perfect name is coming and I don't have to worry about it. I'm delegating it. Like it, my subconscious mind is taking care of it or God is taking care of it or the angels are taking care of it, whatever. Right. But delegate it out because when, when you're thinking about it and thinking about it, thinking about it, and thinking about it, trying to call it up, trying to call it up, trying to call it up, your brain, it's like you're strangling your mind from 
bringing those ideas to you. So delegate it. Say, I know the perfect name is coming to me at the perfect time. I don't have to worry about it. It's coming. I just have to wait, right? And that's the surrender part and the trusting part. It's like you have to surrender and trust that it's coming. <laughs> if then, like a lot of times what people do, right, is they'll, they'll delegate it. They'll be like, okay, the perfect name is coming to me at the perfect time you know, God's going to take care of it. But then they'll be like, when is it coming? When is it coming? When is it coming? When is it coming? Right? <laughs> so you have to surrender and just say, no, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. And I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about it. The perfect idea is coming at the perfect time. And that's how I get, I call them like divine downloads. Like that's how I get downloads. And I do this a lot with like, if I need an idea for like a course, I don't ever sit down and like, be like, what is my course module? What is my thing? Like, let me sit here and, and figure it out. And that's not to say you can't do that. That might work fine for you. But what I do is I delegate it. I'm just like, I need to know my next course idea. Like, God, angels, like, take care of that, please. And I just go about my time. And then, you know, a couple days later, I'll just be walking around and it's like, boom, divine download. Like, I know what the course is. I know what the modules are. You know, it, it's done, basically. The idea is flushed out. And it comes to me whole and complete, right? But it's that you have to surrender. You have to know, like, the perfect name is coming to me at the perfect time. I don't have to worry about it. And it's literally, like, a feeling of delegating it to someone else, right? If you had an employee, like, a really good employee, if God was your employee, <laughs> if you had a really dependable employee and you delegated them things to do, you wouldn't be sitting there going, when are you, when is she doing it? Is she going to do it? Is it going to come? Like, is it going to get done? You're like, no, I trust her. Like, I know she's going to take care of it. I don't have to worry about that. I just do my work. Right. And so it's that same feeling of like delegating of like someone else is taking care of that. And I know they're going to do it and I don't have to worry about it. And they always do it and they do a great job and it always comes through. And it's safe for me to surrender. It's safe for me to trust them. Right. So it's this energetically, the same feeling as if you're delegating it to an employee. And that's kind of why I, in that podcast episode, I talk about like delegating to God, like to God as my employee. But it's, it's just because it's that same feeling of like knowing it's done. I know it's done. I know the course idea is coming. I don't have to worry about it. I'm not walking around going, what is my course? What am I gonna do? Are people gonna like it? Uh, what am I gonna call it? What's the module gonna be? You know, and then after I delegate it, I'm not walking around going, when is it coming? When are they going to get it done? When is that idea going to come? I don't know if the idea is coming. Is it coming? Like, you know, I'm certain. I'm like, it's already done. Like, they're taking care of it. It's going to come to me whole and complete. I don't have to worry about that. I delegated it. We're good. Like, I'm just going to go back about my time. So, oh, hey. Hey, Gingy. So that's what I have to say about naming your stuff. I hope that helps you listen to that. I have a whole podcast episode about that, about like how I delegate things to the universe, which sounds really woo woo. But even if you're not spiritual, like it just, it just works. And I think the reason why is like I said, like when you're trying to recall ideas, there's something about the flow of your brain when you're trying to think of something really, really hard that restricts ideas from coming to you and restricts things from, from coming. And so when you're able to surrender and trust that it's coming, it like opens up all of your, you know, ideas. To, it gives like your brain room to bring you ideas. Does that make sense? So try that. But at the end of the day, also like just make a freaking decision, right? And this, you have to know the difference of like when you're, when you don't know the name and when you're procrastinating. <laughs> like, you know, at some point, like you might have to call bullshit on yourself and be like, oh, you know, I just need to pick a name. Like it's been how long? Like, give yourself a deadline. Picking a name should not like take you more than like a day. Like I wouldn't even spend an hour on it. Right. The further you get along, like the more 
the more you don't mess around with time is what I've found because my time is like, you know, unbelievably valuable right now. I'm in a, a season of my business where time is like everything. So I don't have time to sit around for three days trying to figure out a name. It's like, we got to think of something. We got to think of something now. And we got to go. Like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> That's like the whole energy of my business right now is very much like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to mess around. Like business has to be taken care of. Business has to be moving. Things have to be going, you know? So so step into that version of yourself that's like taking care of business like doesn't have time to mess around and just make a decision so but you have to know like you know you know the answer to that right you know and you always know in your heart like if you're procrastinating right it's like do you not know the name or are you just putting it off like those are things that you have to ask yourself i don't have no idea but it's definitely worth looking at. And if you're procrastinating, you need to call bullshit on yourself, right? Because we have to hold ourselves accountable as business owners. We can't like let ourselves get away with slacking and everything. Does that make sense? If you guys have questions or if, oh, hey, Erica, you're on here. Oh, good. I think I need to call bullshit on myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm swearing so much, you guys. It's just how I talk. I try not to on the live stream, but you know, I don't know. It's just, just give me grace. Okay. <laughs> I know, I know like it drives a lot of people crazy, but it's how I talk. It's how I raise, raise my whole family talks like that. So it's just, you know, swearing to me is like, it's hard for me not to. So I'm not trying to do it to offend anyone. Um, but yeah, if you're putting things off and you're, you have to hold yourself accountable, right? That's the thing about being a business owner. It's like, you're your own boss. No one is going to tell you like, go sit down and write the things. No one is going to tell you, you got to do this and that. No one's going to make you do anything. So the best thing you can do as a business owner is to be able to hold yourself accountable and you have to hold yourself to a very high standard. And, um, I always, I was just talking about this cause I'm going through this whole like thing with like dating and stuff right now, but I'm like, you know, I want an exceptional life and an exceptional relationship. And I hold myself to a very high standard and I hold, you know, my, the people I date to like a very high standard and I don't have time for nonsense, <laughs> but that's the vibe in business too. Right. It's like, I hold myself to like an exceptional high standard in business, right? And you just have to because there's no one else that's going to do it. And you know what I mean? It's like, and part of that being exceptional and holding yourself to a high standard is being able to call BS on yourself, right? And be like, no, we got to go. Like, we can't like be dragging our feet about a name. And you got to put that like sense of urgency behind it. I was riffing on this. Oh, gosh, I think the last time I was on here, I was riffing on this about, I think I was like yelling at someone. <laughs> about their content, but tap into your mission. If people need the resources that you have, if there's people that maybe want to start farms or don't know anyone else that has lived a farm lifestyle and they're thinking about wanting to do that and they need the resources you have, it's your responsibility to get that information into the world, period. Like that's it. It's your responsibility, not like maybe someday I'll start a blog and maybe I'll share this. It's like women need this information from me and they need it now. Like someone needs it. And that's my like idea about, that's my belief about ideas. My is that I believe when you have that nudge in your heart where you're like, I want to blog about farming. I want to talk about this, right? The other day I'm like, I want to talk about my breakup on the podcast or whatever. You know, when those ideas come to our heart, when you get that like feeling of, I think I want to do that. That's the universe telling you someone needs that message. That's, that's God or like whatever. Like there's no way that that stuff just comes like randomly. Like where do you think that's coming from? Like it's coming from like that information that you have from your voice. Someone needs to hear, 
period. And so it's your responsibility to get it out in the world. So when you think about it like that, it's like, you don't have time to drag your feet. You don't have time to waste like thinking about names. You don't have time to waste thinking about fonts and brand colors. And that stuff is important and it's all well and good, right? I like, I'm not saying like, <laughs> you know, don't twist what I'm saying. Like I spend time on my brand and I spend time on my brand colors and, and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like the message. Are you getting your message out? And if you're not getting your message out because you can't think of a name, then that's like BS. You know what I mean? It's like, it's about the message and the message is more important. It's more important than you. It's more important than having the perfect name. It's more important like than all these excuses we make, right? It has to be. So tap into like your why. Why do you want this life? You know, like, and, and that's the other thing too is like, you guys want to be bloggers for a reason, right? It's like, you want like the lifestyle, the freedom, the money, whatever it is, like, you know, it's available to you, but you have to move. It's not available to you if you're sitting around like, like stuck, right? It's not available to you if you're just not making progress. It's available to you if you walk. It's available to you if you move, right? The business can grow and can become what it needs to become to support you and give you the lifestyle you want to change other people's lives to do all the things it needs to do but it can only do that if you're walking if you're moving right you've got to be like making you got to be making moves like we're business women right we're hustlers we got to be going we don't have time to be sitting around thinking about like you know names for months like you know this is the same i get this question like all the time in like different forms right it's like people are like i don't know my name i don't know like what my color should be i don't know what my category should be i don't know what my topic should be you know, and my answer is like the same to everything, right? It's like, you just got to make moves. Like you got to be going. That stuff flushes itself out with time when you're going, right? But your business can't build. You can't build the things that you want. You can't create the life that you want. You can't make progress if you're not going. And the truth is, is like, there is a phenomenal amount of work between where you are and where you want to be. And that's just the truth, right? And the truth is like, you don't have time to mess around. Like you got all this work to do. It's like, you're here, you want to be here. Like you got to go, like you can't like be held up on this stuff. So um, yeah, call BS on yourself and like really be holding yourself to that high standard of like, am I messing around? Like, am I really going right now? You know, am I playing full out? Am I hiding, right? I do this all the time on the internet. I was like, I've been posting poetry on my Instagram. And there was like part of me that was like kind of embarrassed about like people I know, like seeing it, which is so funny because I just never think about that on the internet anymore. <laughs> but I was like, you know, what if my mom sees it? Or what if like so-and-so sees it? And like, what if someone thinks it's about them? And, and so I outed myself. Like I went on my Facebook, on my personal Facebook, and I was like, I'm posting poetry on my Instagram. <laughs> like you know I don't have time to like to play small I don't have time to hold that fear right I only have time for create creativity and forward momentum and going I don't have time to mess around so I think outing yourself too is like a good way to do it but you've got to hold yourself to high standard right if I'm exceptional and I'm holding myself to an exceptional standard I'm not going to let myself be afraid that someone's going to read a poem on my Instagram. Like that's not what exceptional people do. That's not what strong business women do. That's not what like a confident person does. Right. So I don't let myself do that either. Does that make sense? I hope that's helpful. This was kind of a rant. Let me see if you guys are saying anything. I'm married to a farmer. Oh. <laughs> I think I let myself get hung up on what others they think of the name rather than what I feel is right. Okay. This is great. Erica, this is also good. Okay. So this is like the thing, and this is, I talk about this in my new podcast about avatars. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it because it's related to this. You cannot pander to your audience. You cannot pander to your audience. You can't, 
you cannot start thinking about doing things to please your audience. You've got to get online full blown as yourself from your truth, from your heart and your soul and be yourself and do the things that you're called to say and share the things that you're called to share and do it in a way that feels really good to you. So it's like, what name feels really good to you? What makes you feel like, yes, you know what I mean? And I just not to like keep talking about the Instagram thing, but I did that with the poetry, right? It's like, I, that feels really good to me right now. It feels really aligned for me to have a creative outlet. That's just like writing poetry. Like is poetry super popular on Instagram? No, <laughs> like, like are, I have like 17,000 people following me on Instagram. They're like, what are you doing? Like, why are you, why are you posting poems? But it feels aligned to me. I have like that in my soul to say to someone, right? And I can't pander to them. I can't pander to them because it, it makes the content watered down. I would rather get on Instagram and share something that feels really inspired, divinely inspired to me to share that's like a genuine message from my heart and my soul onto the internet than to pander to my audience and be like, well, let me write this like inspirational caption because that's what everyone else is doing and that's probably what my audience wants. And you see how that all like, it gets like too diluted. When you start pandering to your audience, when you start thinking about what, what they want and and all this stuff, it just makes your message weak. And I talk about this in the, the Avatar episode, and it's like, yeah, like be aware of what you're, who you're writing to, right? Be aware of like, but all, but more importantly, like be aware of like who who are you? Like, what are you here to say? What feels good to you? This is about like getting getting online, full blown, and being yourself. And when you do that, people can feel your energy. If you pick a name that you love that feels aligned to you and you love your website and you love going on there and talking about the things that you're called to talk about, that feels really good to people. When you're pandering to your audience, you can tell, you guys know, like you've been on people's websites where you're like, you know, it looks like they're copying someone else or it looks like, you know, it just doesn't feel hard hitting. It feels like watered down, right? You could tell when people are like, you know, you're kind of like, oh, this person is like doing this, you know, the same old mom blog thing or the same old like whatever thing. And like, you know, they don't really have any, anything to say because they're trying to look like everyone else in their niche. Like, you know what I mean? And the best way for you to stand out and to have a strong brand and strong content is to tap into like your heart of like, you're a unique individual person. Like what name feels good to you? And we don't have time to like, you can't like get in the head of like other people because the truth is like people are going to judge you. There's going to be people that don't like your name. <laughs> There's going to be people that do like your name. There's going to be people, you know, that, that think it should be different. There's going to be people that don't think about it at all. You don't have any control over that. All you have control over is like, is this aligned with me? Is this like my truth? Like, is this, you know, what I'm divinely guided to do and say, does that make sense? So don't fall into this trap so much of like worrying what people think. It's more about like, who am I? Not like, what are people going to think about it? It's like, who am I? What do I have to say? Like, that's the thing. And that's kind of my issue with like the whole avatar exercise. It's like, I think it gives people a license to pander to their audience. I think it's fine to like know who you're writing to and like have a strong message. And like, you know, they say like write to one person and it's good, like, because it makes people less afraid to be polarizing. Some people should not like your stuff. Like people don't like my stuff. 
I get emails every day of people that don't like my stuff because I swear and I'm like doing God talking about God knows what and like talking about angels and <laughs> you know like people aren't into it like there's people that are not into my vibe on the internet for sure <laughs> like you know I could probably forward you guys five emails I've gotten today of people that don't like me but people that do like me really like me right because I'm not afraid to be polarizing because I'm just being myself right if I were pandering to my audience I wouldn't be swearing on the internet I wouldn't be talking about angels. <laughs> I wouldn't be, you know, I would just be every other self-help blog. I would just be another freaking, like, you know, self-help personal development blog. But my brand, and the reason I think my stuff, like, has grown quickly is because my brand is different, right? I'm online, like, with freaking purple hair, talking about God, swearing up a storm, especially on, on my Radical Transformation Project. I swear all the time. I try not to do it on here because I just feel like you guys didn't sign up for that. <laughs> But Radical Transformation Project, when I'm on there, I'm like swearing all the time. I swear on the podcast. I swear on my lives. I swear on the Instagram. Like I swear everywhere. So I'm swearing with like purple hair, talking about like, you know, money and God or who knows what, you know, but that's what I'm called to say. And that's what makes my brand different. And I think that's why I grew so fast is because there weren't people in the personal development niche doing that when I started doing it. No one else was talking about it like that. All of the all of the depression blogs looked the same. They were like, you know, psychologists. A lot of them were like really new agey. And like, I didn't resonate with me at all as like a young kind of edgy person, especially thinking about when I was in my early 20s when I, my mental health was really bad. You know, so I write to that younger version of myself because I didn't feel like there was anything for her, right? So I made it myself but it made my brand different. Does that make sense? If I had started thinking about like, oh, well, what should a depression blog be like? What should a, a psychology blog be like? What, you know, is so-and-so doing? What are people going to think if I'm saying the F word <laughs> every two seconds, you know, on a mental health blog? Like, what are people going to think about that? I wouldn't have my brand and I don't think I would be as successful. And it's not about swearing or not swearing. It's just about like, like not being afraid to be different and not being afraid to do things that, feel right to you and not looking around at other people. And it's about like standing in your truth. That's really what, what it's about. Does that make sense? So yeah, don't, don't worry about what other people. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. I hope that's helpful, Erica. There's a few other questions on here. I think I can answer quickly. You guys know I can't answer things quickly usually. <laughs> Let's try. Okay. <laughs> Mallory said everything technical seriously I like a terrible I told her this in the comments but I don't know any technical advice like I don't you guys can't like come to me for technical advice I just don't I can barely work my phone I just got an iPhone I switched from like Android to iPhone and it's been like a total nightmare because I can barely work my phone so <laughs> I'm not the tech person but what I will tell you is like tech is the one thing that I've hired out I don't pay anyone else to do anything for me at all. I do literally everything in my businesses, all of my businesses, myself. I do all of my graphics, all of my creativity stuff, all of my social media, all of my content creation, all of my business stuff, my taxes. I do literally everything myself. <laughs> so, but I have hired out technical stuff and it's not that expensive and it's totally worth it to me. If you're not like, if that stuff is hanging you up, just pay someone else to do it. It's just like, it's not worth the headache to me. And I use Grayson. Most of you guys are, if you're in EBA, you know Grayson. Or if you don't know Grayson, I can get you his contact. He's amazing. And he's just like the best. 
whenever I need something, it's usually when I've, I've like crashed my website before trying to do stuff myself and I'll like email him like in a panic and he'll go in and like fix everything. But he charges like, he charges like such a fair amount. He charges like, I feel like he should be charging probably four times as much as what he charges me. And he's just, he's always like right on it. He gets things taken care of like right away. He's just like a little angel. So find yourself a little tech angel. That's my advice. <laughs> but don't ask me because I can't help you. <laughs> I'm wondering how long it took you to complete EBA. Oh gosh, uh, like a year, maybe? I don't know. I started making money before I had finished it. Um, I started making like my income. I same. I started, I matched my salary that I was making at the University of Florida in October. I launched in January. By October, I made my salary. I quit. As soon as I started making money, I quit my job. Like, which like, you know, don't do that. <laughs> but I was just like, I'm out of here. I'm so over this job. And I was just like, I'm going to go for it. Right. And it was pretty low risk for me. It sounds risky because I didn't have any savings and I had no idea if money were going to come in, but I also have a master's degree and I have connections at UF. If I need to go get another job, like I can go get a job. Right. Does that make sense? And then I don't have kids and like, you know, I live somewhere that's very cheap to live. Like I live in Gainesville, which is a small college town in the middle of like central Florida. It's very cheap to live here. So it's not like I have to make that much. I didn't have to make that much money basically to like get by. So I don't know. I quit. Yeah. I quit my job in October. I went like full in. Yeah. I had finished DBA by December though, I think, but don't like compare yourself. Like just, just take, be committed to take the time that it takes. And this is kind of, it's kind of the same thing of what I was talking about earlier. When you get in this headspace of like, when is it going to happen? When am I going to make money? When is it going to happen? Like, like all that stuff that is like, it's going to slow you down. You've got to find a way to enjoy the process and be committed to take the time it takes, right? I'm going to take the time it takes to build this business. I'm going to take the time it takes, you know, to give this business space to grow. And the truth is that like with the internet is like, you don't know when it's going to happen. No one knows. Like, it's just, it, there's so many variables. And especially when you're just starting out and you don't know what you're doing, like it can take a long time. It can take not a long time. You know, it, it just depends. Like, you know, and with my blog too, like I hadn't made any money in September. I made no money. I think I was spending hundreds of dollars, you know, a month on all these different, you know, on tailwind and like all that stuff. And then October, you know, I made thousands of dollars and it's just like, it can change fast. And that's the, it can make it scary to have an online business, right? That's what people get really freaked out about, about how like variable it can be. And it, you're always kind of operating in this like moving climate. And with the internet, it changes really quick. Like if you think about it, like Instagram wasn't even a thing, like what, three or four years ago, that's crazy. And now it's like, you know, a huge massive platform. So things change real quick. So you got to be kind of adapting all the time and people get freaked out about that. But what that means is like your business can transform like very quickly. Like once you have, you have to have like a good foundation and that's why EBA is so good is like you're building out this foundation and then eventually something will catch. You'll get some kind of something will catch and then you have everything for a business in place. Right. But you've got to have the patience to build that foundation for yourself first. It doesn't do any good to have a viral post. If you don't have like all of this other stuff in place, right. If you don't have an email list, you don't have an opt-in, you don't have a product. If you don't have all that stuff, you can drive traffic all day long. Like, what is it going to do for you? 
basically nothing. Like maybe you'll make some ad revenue, but ads are not, you're never going to support yourself with ads. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> so I don't even remember what I was talking about. Oh, EBA. But yeah, e take the time to like do EBA, take the time to build that foundation out. Um, be committed to taking the time it takes. Don't look at anyone else. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Put your blinders on and just get through, like, if you're in EBA, just get through EBA. It's like, it is like a mindset game of like putting your head down and like, don't look up, just do the work, right? And then ask yourself, like, it goes back to holding yourself to that higher standard. Am I holding myself to an exceptional standard? Am I acting like a business owner? Am I acting like a boss right now, right? And, and there's times like where I'm not, right? Because I don't have anybody holding me accountable. So there's times where it's like, you know, I go to happy hour three times in a week or I like, you know, go and hang out with my mom and like, you know, blow off work. And it's like, I have to really be honest with myself and look at myself and say, am I being exceptional? Am I holding myself to an exceptional standard? Am I being a boss? Am I acting like, you know, the kind of leader and person I want to be in this business? And when you do that, that'll help you like get through EBA because you're like always like, am I doing as much as I can? Am I being the best version of myself? And the better you are in all of the other areas of your life, this is annoying, but, and I, I like, I like didn't buy this for the longest time. Coaches always say, they're like, how you show up one place is how you show up everywhere. And I was just like, like piss off, like whatever. <laughs> like that's stupid. No, it's not like, <laughs> but it's true because as I improve these other areas of my life, I become a better businesswoman, right? When I'm in shape, when I'm eating clean, when I'm in healthy relationships, when I'm thriving in my friendships, when I'm joy, joyful, living a joyful life, my business is better because I'm better. And as I've, as I've looked at, as I've really realized that I've had to start holding myself to a higher standard in all of the areas of my life, right? Not just like in business. It's like, am I like being exceptional? If you, and the, you're all being exceptional by trying to build these businesses, right? You're trying to build like something out of nothing. First of all, <laughs> you're trying to teach yourself internet marketing and content creation and social media. Like you're, you're doing something hard, right? And the lifestyle that it gives you is exceptional. The opportunity to work from anywhere, to travel, to make unlimited amounts of money. You know, there's so many examples of people online making just a bananas amount of money and that's all available to you. And that is an insane opportunity that a lot of people could have never even imagined. I know I ran about this all the time, but most women never had a, had that shot, never had that chance, right? So you're building an exceptional life for yourself. If you want an exceptional life, you have to be exceptional. So, you know, that means like doing things that are hard, like EBA. It means like putting your head down every day and doing the work and not looking up and not comparing yourself to other people. It means like giving yourself the time. It means like being committed to your dreams. It means like, you know, not giving up. In, and that's the truth in business, you guys, is like shit's going to hit the fan. Things are going to go wrong. <laughs> There's going to be days like there have been like more days than I would like to admit to you guys where I've just sat in my office and cried, like literally sat here and cried. Like, that's the truth. And that's what businesses can be like. <laughs> like That will happen to you. If you own a business and you're trying to have an exceptional life, you're going to have struggle. But it's like, if you're exceptional, you'll stick through it. If you're exceptional, you'll keep going, right? When you're exceptional, you don't give up. When you're exceptional, you overcome. So it's like about holding yourself to this higher standard. And that's my advice for EBA is like, ask yourself as you're going through it, like, are you being exceptional? And in what areas of your life, like, do you need to 
you know, change or shift around so that way you can get through EBA. But EBA is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And this whole business building thing is a marathon, not a sprint. And that's why most people don't make it because most people can't keep going when things are hard, when like shit hits the fan, when you've been working for months and months and months and you're not making any money. That's the truth of what will happen for most people building businesses, right? The first 10 months, a year, two years, three years, you might not make any money. And it's like, are you exceptional enough to keep going, right? People are like, like buy into this thing of like, you're going to have overnight success, but that, I mean, and that happens, but it happens to very few people. Most people that get online, like it takes them a long time. When you look at most people that are making money, it's like, you know, when you, you're like, oh, someone started making six figures in two years, that doesn't sound that long. But when you're in it, it feels really long when you're not making any money for two years. It feels like a long time. And it's like, are you exceptional enough? Are you going to hold yourself to a high enough standard to keep going and to be able to do the marathon, do the work every day, right? Get up, do the work, sit your butt in front of your computer, do the things that have to get done. Are you going to act like a boss, right? Are you going to be a boss? Like, that's kind of kind of what I always ask myself is like, are you being a boss? <laughs> okay, let's see. Being consistent and showing up every day. I sabotage and procrastinate. And it's like, the more I know I need to show up, the more I freeze and get nowhere. Last week, I got tons of emails about doing small things or one thing at a time. And that is helping to shift my perspective instead of placing so much pressure on myself. On one hand, I've had thoughts of quitting because oh, this is so funny. This is what exactly what I was talking about says, um, oh, I lost my place. On one hand, I've had thoughts of quitting because of the lack of results, traffic and email, but I know I haven't given it my all, so I can't justify that type of thinking. It's exactly what I was just talking about. This is a long game. Business is a long game, you guys. And this is like the truth about owning a business and building a business and building any kind of like revenue stream for yourself is like, you gotta, you cannot be short-sighted. You cannot be chasing dollars right? I could chase dollars. If I wanted to make an extra thousand dollars this month, like I could do it by selling some bullshit, like, sorry, I try not to swear, some crap on the internet, you know, but I would never do that to my people because it's not worth it to me, right? Because I am always playing the long game, I'm playing a long game. I'm not going to sell out my audience, right? That's like short-sighted. And a lot of people do that. They end up chasing dollars and like promoting something they don't believe in or your audience knows, like people know, like people's like, de like detectors for this stuff of like, when you sell something, you know, like, I only sell my people stuff. I'm like, I know this can help you. I know it can change your life. I know it's worth the money. I've invested in it. I pay for it. I would never sell someone something that I haven't bought ever, period. Right. And people feel that from me. You can feel when someone's just trying to pitch you a freaking ebook or a thing or a course, like just for the heck of it to try to pay their bills. Right. Like, people know the difference. But the, my point is like, this is a long game. If you're going to build a business, you cannot be short sighted. You've got to look five years out. You guys, five years isn't even that long in business. <laughs> 10 years isn't even that long in business. It's a business is a long game, right? And people are so stuck on this. Like I've been doing this for three months. I've been working so hard for four months. I've been working so hard 10 months. That's nothing. 10 months in business is nothing. Like it is a long game. You know, a lot of people, like most even brick and mortar businesses don't even make money in their first, what, two or three years. Like, you know, no one would open a restaurant and expect to turn a profit in three months. And you think those people aren't busting their butt every day? 
you know, it, it, that's the reality of business is like most businesses don't make money the first like year, the first couple years, business is a long game. You need to be looking like 10 years out, like not like right now, right? We get so stuck in like how we want things to be right now, but you need to be like doing things for your future self. When <laughs> my dog, when you like, what are you going to wish you had done 10 years from now? And like, what can I always think about like future faith? I'll be like, what does future faith need me to do? <laughs> you know, what does, what is future faith going to wish like, you know, I had done and how can I set myself up 10 years from now, you know, to be living the life that I want. And 10 years isn't even that long. You guys, 10 years is not that long. Like, it's just not, you've got to change your perspective about time. Like, and I see this all the time of people being like, I've been doing this nine months, like nine months in business is nothing nothing, nothing. It's nothing. Like you've got to be like 10 years out. It's like the shortest amount of time you guys should be looking at. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's, I mean, that's, I don't know. I'm just trying to shift your mindset into like, it's a long game is like what I'm trying to get across. It's like, it's a marathon. It's a marathon. It's like, can you keep going? Can you keep going day in and day out and not be making money for a year? Like, can you do it? And the payout is there, you guys. The payout is real. This opportunity is real. Like, don't, don't, you need to give yourself the shot. You need to give yourself the chance, right? And I always, one of the things I always say is like, you know, I grew up in poverty. I lived in poverty almost my entire, like, adult life, like, until I was 20, God, 28. Like, like, really poor. Like, <laughs> Like, like, I could tell you guys some, like, crazy stories about being, like, poor. <laughs> like, not able to afford to buy gas to go to work kind of poor. Like, actually poor. <laughs> like, not able to get a credit card. <laughs> you know how poor you have to be to not be able to get a credit card? <laughs> like, they'll give them to literally anyone. <laughs> but I always say, I'm like, you know, I got where I am because I always take my shot. I always take my shot. If I get a chance, if you give me a chance, if you give me an opportunity, I'm going to take that sucker, you know, and that's how I got through college. That's how I got a master's degree. That's how I've gotten to travel the world. I've like been, you know, to Europe a bunch of times. I've been all around the United States. I've been to almost every national park in the country because I always take my shot, right? If somebody gives me an opportunity, I'm going to take that sucker. And I don't care how hard it is, right? And I will find success, right? And that's always been my mindset because I realized like where I was in my life, I wasn't going to get a lot of shots, right? And that was like a very real reality, a real reality that like, I lived in was like, I'm not going to get a lot of shots. Like people aren't going to give me a bunch of chances. Like, you know, it's like, this is it. Like, can you get into college and can you hustle your way through it or not? Because there's no like second chance. Like this is your shot. <laughs> This is your shot, you guys. It's like, you know, you have a shot of building a business, of living an exceptional life, of having so much freedom and so much money and doing things that you love. This is your shot. It's like, are you going to take your shot? Does that make sense? It's like, you got, there's times in life where it's like, you got to just say like, you know, I'm not going to miss this opportunity. And people, people miss, people get it twisted and and think it's hard when it's not. It's like, I have a podcast about this. It's called blogging isn't hard. So go listen to that if you're like resonating with this. But the thing is, is like, people are always like building a business is so hard. And I've been doing this for months, and I'm not making any progress. And it's so hard. And it's like hard compared to what? First of all, like, you know, all these entrepreneurs want to run around saying they work so hard. You know, my brother is a nurse and he works at the hospital 15 hour shifts all the time. And there's not nurses running around like it's so hard, like the hustle. <laughs> 
the grind. <laughs> and then this is like entrepreneurship world that we're in. People are like, oh, it's so hard. The hustle, you have to work so hard. It's like hard compared to what? Like, are you working hard? Like hard compared to who? You know what I mean? It's like, there's people putting roofs on houses right now. You know, it's like, there's people digging ditches. <laughs> it's like, I don't, are you working hard or are you not? It's like, that's your, your, pers your perspective. But, but my point is, is like, this is an incredible opportunity and people don't see it for what it is. It's like, this is an incredible opportunity for you to be your own boss, for you to have freedom, for you to work from anywhere, for you to make money, you know, an, un an insane amount of money. There's people making wild amounts of money doing things that they love. Look, Jennifer Maker is making like, what, $70,000 a month talking about crafts. Like, that's insane. Like, that is an amazing opportunity. So it's like, is it hard or is it an opportunity? You see what I mean? It's like, is it hard or is this like an insane blessing? Like, are, like you, we won the lottery. We won the lottery. We were born at like the perfect freaking time. We're in an insane time in history where there's so much opportunity for people to, to build businesses where the cost of entry is so low. And it's not always going to be like that. You know, I was just telling someone that about Instagram. I was like, it's go time on Instagram because you don't have to pay to play and they're promoting your stuff for free. And it's not going to be like that in a year. It's going to be like, you have to pay for ads for them to circulate your stuff around. But right now, like we're in an insane like time of opportunity where the cost of entry is low. There's less opportunity now than the, like more opportunity now and less competition than there's ever going to be. It's only going to get harder to get in the game. So you're in an, an amazing time in history. You have a, a crazy opportunity in front of you. And people get that twisted. They're like, oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. It's like, no, it's not hard. If this is a, this is your shot. This is your chance, right? This is an insane opportunity. Like, we're so blessed. We're so fortunate. I can't believe I have the chance to like make the living that I make doing the things that I care about. You know what I mean? And build my own business and, and be a boss. Like, I can't believe I get that, that chance. Like what an insane opportunity. And it's all about how you choose to look at it. I could sit here and be like, oh my gosh, it's so hard. I never know how much money I'm going to make. I work, God knows how many hours I work. I work so many hours a week. You know, people hate on me on the internet. <laughs> Freaking trolls are emailing me. It's so hard. It's so hard. I could tell those stories, right? I could tell those stories, you guys. Like, business is hard, right? I could tell you a thousand stories about business being hard. Like, that happened in the last two days, right? But I don't choose to look at it like that. Every day I wake up and I'm like, holy crap, like, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe like, I can't believe this is my life. I can't believe I'm so lucky. I can't believe I'm so fortunate. You know, I'm not focusing on like, I worked 80 hours last week, the hustle, the grind. It's like, no, I, I get to build this business. Like, thank you. Like, thank you, God. Like, thank you, angels. Like, thank you. Like, I'm so thankful and I'm, I'm so fortunate. And you've got to focus on the blessing that this opportunity is. This is an insane opportunity in front of you. You're, we're so lucky. We're so, so lucky. So you have to have that perspective to make it through that marathon piece. Does that make sense? If you are focusing on how hard it is, if you're focusing on how nothing is working, if you're focusing on how long you've been working, you're not going to make it through that marathon piece, right? Because this isn't a sprint. It's a marathon. you got to be like, we're looking 10 years out. You know, we're committed to building our business for 10, 20 years, right? We're playing a long game. If you're playing a long game, you've got to be focused on the blessings. You've got to see it as, a, as an opportunity, right? And you've got to say, like, I'm going to take my shot. I always take my shot, right? I never let opportunity pass me by. I always take my shot. 
So that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> that was like a whole rant. I don't know if I even answered your question. <laughs> as far as like being overwhelmed with things to do, I mean, there's like some practical things you can do as far as like write out a to-do list, prioritize your stuff. There's weeks where like if I'm overwhelmed, I'm very aware of the things that I need to do to pay my bills. And so if I'm feeling overwhelmed and I have too much to do, there's weeks where I'm not going on this live stream. Like this will be like the first thing I don't do. <laughs> I'm probably not going to record a podcast. I'm definitely not going to be on Instagram. Instagram doesn't pay my bills. Instagram could blow up tomorrow. It just doesn't the way my business is set up. It just doesn't pay my bills. Right. So it's like being very aware of where the leverage points are in your business and focusing kind of on those things and don't feel like you have to be everywhere at once. Like if you're overwhelmed by social media, don't be on social media. Like, you know, it's kind of like learning to juggle, you know, as you get better at it, it's easier to keep all the balls in the air. But if you're just starting out, like just focus on making your content, just focus on making consistent content, you know, focus on making your email opt-in. It's fine to just do one thing at a time. As long as you're, as long as you're moving forward, right? Because this is a long game. We're looking 10 years out. So we don't have to, we don't have to be so worried about being everywhere right now, you know, because you have years ahead of you to evolve into the business that you want to be in. But I do a lot of to-do lists. I'm like huge on planners. I don't have my planner with me next to me right now. You guys know I have like a bullet journal. I write like literally everything down. I can't remember anything to save my life. So I have to be very organized. Um, you know, I have a digital calendar. I have a I write like to-do list and then I'll prioritize my top three things. And I only think about those three things because if I, I do everything myself, you guys, and I have more than one business. <laughs> so, you know, if I start thinking about everything that needs to get done, I will have a panic attack. <laughs> and like, that's just the truth of it. Like, I wish that were a joke, but it's so true. It's like so real, right? It's like, I am like, what are the top three things I need to do in my business today? And I don't think about anything else until those three things are done. <laughs> it's like those three things are the only things that I am allowing space to take up, you know, time and energy and in my mind. It's like I'm razor focused on those three things. I'll get them done. And then like lunch, I'll be like, okay, maybe I'll pick up an extra thing to do or an extra couple things to do. But if I write my to-do list of everything I would like to get done with a hundred things on it, it just totally freaks me out. So I only focus on like a couple things at a time. And I'm also very aware of like trying to be aware of where the leverage points are, right? I'm not going to spend 20 hours making Instagram content when my traffic doesn't come from Instagram. Like, you know, and I'm not saying like, it's not to knock Instagram. I'm just saying for my business, that's not like a big leverage point of mine. You know, I like it. I like going on there. I like hanging out on there, but it's like, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, it's not going to be a priority for me. Um, okay. I feel like it might be time for me to just start over. My niche and avatar have changed so many times since I started over two years ago. I haven't really grown a following because of it. Um, long story short, I had a baby at 17, tried to be someone I'm not. Now three babies and eight years later, I'm in a massive early life crisis. I'm considering just talking about trying to figure out who I am when it's not, when it's not just myself that will be affected. It will be personal development with a family twist. That's awesome. I just worry that I'm self-sabotaging and finding a distraction. I haven't felt motivated about my site in over a month on which the topics have run the gamut from organizational. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of like 
having niche blogs, right? I mean, I've been writing literally about depression and anxiety, only those two topics for years. I just now started like kind of branching out. So I'm a fan of like niche blogs. I think it can be really great. Carrie, I don't know the answer to this, right? That's like, you have to like get honest with yourself and do some soul searching. And a lot of answers in business, you have to be able to have these like kind of come to Jesus moments with yourself where it's like you sit down and you're like, what is my truth? Like, what am I, what am I here to say? What am I here to do? And it's like, you have to get quiet and sit down and ask yourself. And I think the reason people struggle with this a lot is because in our culture, we're always running around, right? We're running around. I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that, I'm trying to do that. And we're just like checked out all day. But it's like, give yourself 30 minutes, sit down, do a two minute guided meditation, get the headspace up. I'm serious, you guys. <laughs> like meditate, get in your zone, open your heart, pray to whatever you believe in or don't pray. I don't care. But like get in that zone where it's like, like you're ready to do some soul searching and some digging, right? And be quiet, sit down and be quiet for 30 minutes. And you could figure this out. What are you called to say? What are you called to do? Like, are you going to be able to, to build the momentum to get this business off the ground as it is now. I I mean, either of those things can be successful, right? This is the thing. It's like, you can have the blog with the, what, what are you doing? Like organization and finance and like meal planning. Like you can have like a blog like that. There's a thousand mom bloggers blogging about those topics that are making a killing, right? There's thousands of people in the self-help niche sharing their journey and making a full-time living. Well, not thousands, but there's a lot. <laughs> like you, you get what I'm saying? It's like you can find success in both of those things. That's not what this is about. People like want people tell themselves this story of like, if I pick the perfect niche, one is going to be easier than the other, or I'll find success in this one, but not that one. Or people make a lot of money in personal finance blogs, but these kind of blogs don't make money. And it's like, there's so many examples of that stuff just not being true, right? Jennifer Maker is making $70,000 a month with a cricket blog, like doing the cricket cutout thing, making crafts. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not about picking the right thing. It's about what's aligned with your soul. What's, what is your truth? Like, what are you here to say? And that's like the kind of come to Jesus moment I'm talking about. It's like, you got to sit down and tap into your heart you know, with your, sit down, do your, do your meditation, put your hand on your heart, sit down, like take a deep breath and ask yourself, like, what am I here to say? Like, what am I here to do? Like, what's the next step for me? You know, I always ask for guidance, you know, cause I'm very spiritual. So if this were me, I would just be like, you know, God, angels, universe, like show me the next step. Like, what's the next step for me? Like, I'm willing to be guided. This is like one of my like affirmations. I say all the time. I'm like, I'm willing to be guided. I'm willing to do the work like, you know, show me this, show me the way kind of a thing. But it's, it's not about praying or not praying. It's really about getting quiet. And that's what I think, like, the answers to most things in business, you guys already know in your heart. But it's like, you have to be able to first trust yourself, which is hard, right? Because especially as women, I feel like we're always second guessing ourselves and our intuition. We're always like, well, I don't know, like this and that and like, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, in your heart, like what's right for you. <laughs> It's like, you know, if you're not BSing yourself, you know, and you're not trying to please other people and you're not worried about what so-and-so thinks and you're just being quiet with your truth, what, do, you know, what are you called to do? And this is about being able to trust yourself and listening to that voice. And it's like, you can be guided, but if you're not willing to listen, it doesn't like, it doesn't do any good. Does that make sense? And like, I believe like your intuition is like how we're guided. So it's like, people think like, 
when I talk about like callings and being guided, it's like you step out of your house and like Jesus shines a spotlight on you and like the path is clear and you know the things to do. And it's not like that, right? It's like, it's like that intuitive feeling in your heart or in your gut. You ever know something in your gut where you're like, I just know that this is true, right? That's being guided. That's what it feels like. It's a lot more subtle. But if you're in your head and you're like, well, so-and-so like says I can make money with an organizing blog and my cousin Jenny will read my self-help blog and I don't know if I want her. If you're doing all that in your head, you can't hear that nudge in your heart, right? You can't feel that feeling in your gut because you're too like up here. So this is about getting quiet and like get in your heart and like what is your truth? What is the answer? Um, and then being able to, you have to be able to tap into that into that intuitive feeling and then you have to be able to trust it, which is the hard part, right? Because there's lots of times where it's like every bad decision or mistake I've made in my life, when I look back, I'm like, oh, I knew that was a bad idea. I knew I, there was part of me that knew that was a bad idea. But you get in your head, right? And you're like, well, I don't know. Like this person said that and like he said this and blah, blah, blah. And I, I'm just going to like go along. And then you look back and you're like, man, like I knew there was part of me that knew. And that's like your intuition. If you can tap into that I believe like that is our biggest asset in business as women, you guys, because I really believe like women are intuitively guided. We've had to be as we've evolved, right? Because it's what keeps us safe. And so I believe like women's intuition has evolved a lot faster that not like men and women are bad, but I just believe like in women's intuition, I believe that we are intuitively like strong beings. If you can tap into that in business, it can serve you and take you really far in business. If you can get quiet enough to to hear and feel your truth and if you can trust enough to follow it right it's kind of like those two things but carrie yeah just i mean any of those are good ideas it's just about like what's right for you um but yeah you've got to be making moves too this is like the same thing i was saying in the beginning right it's like you got to be walking got to be walking can't figure it out if you're sitting still okay i think this is the last one. Oh, sorry I always drink this kombucha and then I like burp the whole time. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> For me, I think my biggest issue is just trying to figure out all icons, plugins, widgets on WordPress. I've had someone helping me and they said to me, you have to do this and this and this. And I didn't even know that's something I had to do. Went through Grace and Bell's course and did some videos on YouTube. But all that info is not covered and it still leaves you hanging and groping around trying to determine what each icon stands for. Just really disappointed in that part of the course, like not addressing the elephant in the room. All of this is so relevant to setting up your blog. Everything on there means something, and I guess they think you are just supposed to know. Let down. Okay, I'm going to give you some tough love, Tina. You're probably not going to like this answer. <laughs> no one can do this for you. You have to be able, you have to be resourceful. This is like, this is a tough love rant for all of you. And I'm, I'm sorry if like this is offensive. If you want to be a business owner, you have to be resourceful. You have to be resourceful. You will not make it if you're waiting for someone to hold your hand, to guide you through it, to solve your problems. You will not make it. There's always going to be something hard. There's always going to be something you don't know how to do. There's always going to be an obstacle. There's always going to be something that's not fair. There's always going to be something in the course that isn't good or not covered. There's always going to be something that could be different, something you wish was different. You have to be resourceful. You have to be able to solve problems if you're going to make it as a business owner. And that's just the truth. 
it's not about like setting up a blog and having a cute blog. This is like about building a business, about being an entrepreneur. You cannot make it as an entrepreneur if you are not resourceful. You have the entire internet available to you. <laughs> you have literally every answer ever. You have more information available to you than any person has ever had in the history of humans. You have to be resourceful. And I know it's hard and I know it's frustrating, but that's the reality of being a business owner. There are hard, frustrating things that you have to figure out every day. It's not about this or it's not about WordPress not being covered or not being covered. It's about, are you resourceful? That's what this is about. Can you solve problems? Does that make sense? So that's like a little bit harsh, but people have this idea of like entitlement that they think they can just start a blog and have a business. But the reality is, is like, you have to have an entrepreneurial spirit about you to make it in this business. It's, and you have to be, if you can't be resourceful, I don't know how you're going to make it as a business owner, period. So it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, do you want it or do you not? If you want to get in your head, I could get in my head and tell myself these stories, right? Like my client didn't pay me. This didn't happen. Like, you know, I don't know how to do this. I thought so-and-so was going to teach me that I've hired coaches. I've spent thousands of dollars, like upwards of $5,000 on coaches that have let me down, right? I could tell stories about how unfair that is, about how it was so messed up, but I'm too busy building my business. I'm too busy solving the problems and being resourceful to sit there and feel sorry for myself. Feeling sorry for yourself is not going to move you forward in business. It's just not. The, the thing that will move you forward is being resourceful, having a good attitude, choosing to see the blessings. Are you going to focus on how great this opportunity is and how lucky you are? Or are you going to focus on how hard it is? It's up to you, right? It is hard or it isn't hard. It's just all in how you see it, right? There's no truth about building a business, but I'll tell you that I, there's a, you have to be able to be resourceful. If you, and I think about this all the time because I work with entrepreneurs a lot, right? I work with Lauren at Badass Business Babes. I work, you know, helping other people doing consulting and working on their businesses. And people ask the dumbest questions. <laughs> and I just want to be like, you're a business owner. You can't be asking me this. You can't be complaining about this. Like you're a business owner. You've got to be resourceful and you got to have a little bit of like scrappiness to you to make it in this game. You got to have tenacity. You've got to be resourceful. Right. And that's, I'm not, trying to be a jerk to you guys, but like, I'm going to tell you what I think. And that's what I think about this. It's like, you know, you have resources available to you. Can you figure it out? And it's not that it's not hard. It's not that it's not frustrating, but it's about accepting the reality of like being a business owner. You're going to have to do things that are hard and frustrating. You're going to have to figure out more difficult things than learning the icons on WordPress straight up. Like that's the reality of this game. And you've got to be able to be resourceful. You've got to be able to change your perspective, right? I say this prayer all the time, right? I, there's so many things that frustrate me about business. I have so many balls in the air right now. I have so much going on in my personal life. I have so much going on in business, you know, and I'll, 
I could focus on the things in my life that are hard. I could focus on the things in my business that aren't going well. I could focus on the things that are unfair, right? I could focus on the coach that, you know, said she was going to deliver and she didn't. I could focus on those things that doesn't do me any good. It doesn't do me any good. I have to figure it out. I have to stand up. No one is going to carry this business for me. It's up to me. This is my future and my life. And it's like, are you going to stand up for your life, right? That's what this is about. It's like, if you want this future, if you want this business, you have to figure it out. Stand up, claim what you want, go forward and figure it out. And that's, I feel like a jerk like saying that, but that's just, it's not about, like, I understand that it's frustrating, right? But it's like, once you figure that out, there's just going to be another frustrating thing for you to figure out. There's just going to be something else that goes wrong every day. That's the reality of being a business owner. And it's like, you know, are you resourceful? Are you scrappy? Do you have like tenacity? You know what I mean? It's like all these kind of things. And it's like, you, (laughs) you just can't like, you're not going to make it you guys in your business. If you're being crippled by some of this stuff, right? It's like, you guys think like when you start making money that these problems go away, but you just have bigger, scarier problems. And that's just the truth. So it's like, if you can't figure out the icons and WordPress without like getting so frustrated and, and, you know, it's just, how, what are you going to do when you lose $5,000? Like, what are you going to do, you know, when your whole business goes to crap? What are you going to do when someone steals money from you? Like, you know, there's going to be unfair, bad things that happen in your business. There's going to be unfair, bad things that happen in your life. Like, that's just the reality of it. And it's like, how are you going to choose to look at it? You know, and if you want this, if you want this life, you've got to show up for your life. If you want a better life for yourself, if you want to be a business owner, you want to make money, you want the freedom. If you want this, no one can do it for you. You're the only one that can do this for you. So it's like, are you going to stand up? Are you going to figure it out? You know, are you going to sit down and like teach yourself how to do it or not? This is about being resourceful. I uh, it just always comes back to that for me when I'm working with entrepreneurs and the difference between the people that make it and the people that don't are the, the people that make it don't give up. <laughs> it's like, they just straight up like refuse to give up, <laughs> you know, and they're not scared of failure and they're resourceful as heck. We're making something out of nothing, right? We're making businesses out of literally nothing. Businesses on the internet out of nothing. You're making something out of nothing. You've got to be resourceful. So that's a little bit of like some tough love, but that's, I'm just, I'm just here to tell you guys what I think. Oh, Erica says, what is EBA? Um, EBA is a light elite blog Academy. It's a, it's a big course. It's a course I took basically that taught me how to blog. And a lot of people in here that I know are like from EBA, but it's a pretty expensive. Oh, sorry. I'm just getting messages on my computer. It's like a thousand dollar investment, which people seem to think is a lot of money, but let me tell you that's not a lot of money. <laughs> it's and this is like this is the other thing is like so many people I know are like, well, I would love to like do it, but like I don't have a thousand dollars. And I'm like, if you can't get a thousand dollars, you're not gonna be able to make it as a business owner. When you're resourceful and you're scrappy and you're freaking you have tenacity, you can get a thousand dollars. If you can't get a thousand dollars, you're not going to make it as a business owner, like straight up. Like, you know, what, like, what are you thinking? You know, 
I don't, people have this idea that this should be cheap or free or something. And, and it's, it's, it's an investment. It's a business. It's a business. Like, you know, it's like, what business do you, would you start that you wouldn't expect to invest money in? Like what education EBA is really like an education and, and how to make money online. And it's like, what education would you get that you wouldn't expect to spend a thousand dollars for that, Like, you know, that's just like laughable to me thinking about my, the money I've spent on college, on courses, on working with personal development people, on working with coaches. You know, I invest in myself. I invest in my business. I've invested a lot, a pretty penny, like, you know, a lot, thousands and thousands and thousands, tens of thousands easily in my business, in learning the things I needed to know and being around successful people, you know, so, but yeah, it's like a thousand dollar blogging course that I took and like a lot of people in here have taken. And then my bookkeeping, um, I use QuickBooks self-employed. That's pretty much it. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, you know, I use QuickBooks self-employed. I just tag all my business expenses in there. And then at the end of the year, I upload my stuff onto TurboTax. I'm getting to the point where like I need to hire an accountant, but it's like, it's one of these things where it's like, I don't have time to do it. Does that make sense? I'm like, I can just keep doing it myself. And, and instead of spending the time to go find an accountant and pass everything to them and figure all that out, I just keep doing it myself. But probably, you know, this year at some point, I'm going to have to hire an accountant. But, you know, that is what it is. But I've been just doing, I've always done my own taxes. I just use QuickBooks self-employed and it does it for you. It categorizes everything. It's also really good. Like you can set up, um, your recurring payments. So like every month, you know, I pay for certain things every single month, like, you know, Canva and Tailwind and my hosting and whatever. If you have an automatic payment that comes in every month, you can tag it as a business expense and it automatically puts it in there for you. And then the only thing I have to do is like when I have like random business expenses, if I buy something on Amazon, um, you know, if I have to go on a trip or I don't know, whatever. If I have a random business expense come in, I just go in and flag it and make sure it's all um, categorized right and everything. But it's really easy once you set it up because all of your auto all of your expenses automatically just go. And I think it's like $15 a month, but it's definitely worth it. And it has like an app on your phone. Sometimes I literally, if I'm in line or something, I'll just go in like once a month and I'll make sure all my expenses are right and I'll just like go do it and I'll just do it while I'm standing in line on my phone. The app is really good to use. So yeah, I use QuickBooks Self-Employed and then I upload that to TurboTax to file and that's how I do it. So I'm not a bookkeeper by any stretch of the imagination, but it's easy enough to do your own taxes. Like, I don't know, people make it really like seem really hard and scary. I don't, it just never has scared me. It's never seemed that hard to me. You know, be resourceful, Google it. <laughs> All right, you guys, I'm sorry for the tough love. I just want like you guys to be successful. QuickBooks for the farm too. Yeah, QuickBooks is great. So yeah, I just use QuickBooks self-employed. Okay, I hope this is helpful. I gotta go. <laughs> I thought I was gonna come on here for 10 minutes. I've been on here God knows how long. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope this was helpful. If you need anything from me, just tag me in the group. I'm always happy to help you guys. I'm here to support you but I'm really busy. So I just can't read everything that's in the group. So if you need me, just make sure to tag me and I'll go in and answer your questions. Okay. I hope you guys have a great day.